Welcome back to another episode of Touch Icing. Tony Pickenich, Eric Johnson, joined today from Las Vegas, Nevada. Niels Nielsen on on three days after free agency day. Niels Nielsen joining us, and we make a point that you're from Las Vegas because we have some news surrounding the Vegas Golden Knights to start off this podcast. Uh, the Alex Petrangelo to Las Vegas signing, it's been rumored for the past two days now, is officially official. It was borderline stalking him. Yeah. Throughout the city. Seven years. $61 million contract. 8.8 mil per year. Not bad at all. No, not bad at all. But the more interesting aspect of it is how much over the cap it did put uh, the Golden Knights. Put them just under $7 million over the cap. So they had to make a trade. And Nate Schmidt seemed like he was going to be one of the guys who was going to be out of that equation. Uh Dave Pagnota of the fourth period tweeted that he was traded. Uh, there was a deal in place yesterday. The man has been traded uh, probably six, seven times over the past 24 hours, but he has finally found a home. He is going to Vancouver uh, in exchange for a third round pick in 2022. Pagnota whiffed. Yeah. He took a swing and just whiffed it. Say that he was going to Florida. Yeah. Cause everybody's like, Oh, Taysom Hill's got the ball. Oh, jeez. The New Orleans Saints upset me. But you can't say Florida. And then did he say an Eastern Conference team after that? Yeah, it was Winnipeg first. Yeah. Then Florida. Yeah. Then an Eastern Conference team. And then today it gets dealt to Vancouver. So the man said the Florida Panthers and then doubled down with an Eastern Conference team. <laughs> Only for it to be the farthest thing from that in the Vancouver Canucks. Literally the furthest team west in the NHL. Vancouver finally makes a move after having an atrocious start to free agency. I was going to say, I was wondering what word you were going to use. Yeah, I mean, there's no other way to describe it. I mean, look, credit to the Vancouver Flames. They're doing good, you know? That's basically what they are. They're they're Canucks North. (laughs) They really are. I mean... What was it? Three weeks ago, we looked at Vancouver and everything was looking fine. It looks like there's going to be a way to keep Markstrom, keep Toffoli. Or maybe a little bit longer than uh, three weeks ago. Maybe let's say about a month and a half ago. Keep Tanev. Keep, ta- keep Tanev. Everything was going to be fine. Now they've lost Troy Stetcher. They've lost Chris Tanev. They have lost Jacob Markstrom. They have lost Tyler Toffoli. Is there any more that I'm missing? They lost Devil's Legend. Louis Domingue. Louis Domingue also gone. But, hey, at least they still have Louis Erickson. They That's what's really important. He does a little bit. $3 million contract, baby. Hey, now, he does a little things right, as we know. Yeah, obviously. Guy, the guy does not miss empty nets, and I think that's honestly the most important part of his game. Special ops sniper. Yeah. He's Michael Grabner North. <laughs> now, Niels, you're from Vancouver. So, how do you think the fan base up there is handling uh, this early uh, steps into the offseason that we're at? Not well at all, no. Um, Canucks Twitter was losing its collective mind today. Half, half of the app was trying to defend Jim Benning, say, oh, he's got something up his sleeve, something's going to happen. And the rest of it was just completely losing their mind. I'm in a couple group chats, and I don't think it's ever been this active because everyone is so concerned. Where are they going to find a way 
to basically acquire three to four NHL defensemen out of thin air. And it did turn into the Nate Schmidt deal, which. Good deal for betting. Yeah, it's a great deal value-wise, but it also handed Vegas um, one of the infinity stones, as one of my buddies pointed yeah. out. Yeah. I mean – It is the infinity gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's – I don't understand how Vegas can st- – Bill Foley. Bill Foley is fans. But <laughs> it, we're at the point here in Vancouver that Benning needed to make a move to at least show some kind of improvement for the team this offseason. And uh, Nate Schmidt is a, is a deal that – is going to produce some sort of improvement, especially off of what the roster is currently is with the subtractions of Tanev to Foley, uh, Stetcher, et cetera. It's, it's a step in the right direction. And you also add Braden Holtby up there in Vancouver. So that is a little bit of a veteran presence at the goaltending position. You know, a guy who's been there, done that. Is he the type of guy who's right to mentor, uh, Thatcher Demko in your eyes? I think he is. Yeah. That's the winner Stanley Cup champion. And a noted A plus human being. Everything he's done in the community yeah. Washington's been great. So with this deal going through finally, the the Nate Schmidt deal and his landing spot is Vancouver. What is the grade you're giving Benning so far for the offseason now? Because before it was probably pretty low, I'd say around the D. D minus. I'll keep going. F. Saying, uh, X. Yeah. Doesn't qualify. Zero. Uh, Vegas just tweeted out the Paternzo signings official. Yeah, so, so he will be a golden knight. Yeah. In the in the gold third jersey too. Yes, which is gorgeous. Um. What? Well, how do we see Benning's grade now after this move? I think this bumps it to a C minus. C minus. Yeah. I'll yeah. That, you wanted to keep some of those guys around, you know? There's no excuse he should have he should have kept to falling. Yeah. No excuse. Especially the contract that he got. Yeah. I mean, what what's who is it? Uh Tyler Tofoli got less money than Josh Anderson. He's making less money than Brent Sutter is. Yeah. Brutal. I mean that should just be uh, that's a shot at betting <laughs> as it is. But Good move by Montreal locking up to Foley. You know, they trade for Josh Anderson. I personally like Ty, uh, Matt, Max Domi way more than Josh Anderson. I so that, that trade was a little interesting to me. I thought it was a great deal for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Got an extra pick out of it. They did. Um, Which was good because their first-round pick is spending three years in Russia and didn't tell the team. Yeah, just signed a three-year extension with his KHL club. Columbus is a strange team. You know, They were clearing a bunch of cap. They trade Ryan Murray to New Jersey. And it looks like they can be able to go after one of these bigger fish in the pond. And they whiff on Petrangelo. They whiff on Hall. Really don't know if they were in on Petrangelo. They, you know there was some kind of desire to sign Hall there. And they get neither of them. So the next guy up, I would believe, is Mike Hoffman, who still has yet to find the team. Mike Hoffman. And shout out to that fake uh, Dave Pagnota that was making his way on Friday, fooling everybody that Hoffman was going to Edmonton. <laughs> he got everyone. If you're Columbus and you don't sign Hoffman, it's almost like you freed up the money for nothing. You freed up the money for a stack class next summer. Unless they make a deal for someone like Patrick Lining. Which also has been rumored. This is why we, this is why we brought you on. Cause I never would have thought of that right away. Um, yeah. Line a to Columbus makes a lot of sense. Philly is just whiffing on everybody. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it's when you want to go the free agent route when you're the Columbus Blue Jackets, it's always going to be difficult to sell uh, free agents on the city of Columbus. It's just the location. It's just, it's just something that's going to come along with it. But when you have that much money, you at least think the extra incentive, you know, we'll give you one or two more million dollars, maybe you come sign with us. And I really thought they were going to be a major player for Hall. I thought they, with the cap space they had, I thought they were actually going to sign Taylor Hall. But Taylor Hall uh, shocks the hockey world, I guess I would say, signing a one-year contract with the Buffalo Sabres. Um, he's, he's playing the long game financially. His, his goal is to go up there, play on Eichel's wing, and put up as many points as humanly possible. To get eleven million dollars next year. The Jeff Skinner strategy is what he's going to try and do. <laughs> and then probably get paid ten million dollars and drop off the face of the world, just like Jeff Skinner did. Just like Jeff it's Skinner. worked for Jeff Skinner. It hasn't yeah. worked for the Sabres, but it's worked for Jeff Skinner. <laughs> I'm sure he's pretty happy about it. That's yeah. that's I think that's what Jeff Skinner cares about, that it works for him. Yeah, that's real that is really it. Hall in Buffalo, though. It's a good top six. It's going to be great when they get a first, a B prospect at the deadline. Yeah. Oh, they've already, or, or overpay the hell out of Hall. Here's the thing. Hall has a full no movement clause, and there's not many teams he would probably wave for. But you know what the most Vegas thing on the planet would be? Hall 50% retained. It would be the most Vegas Golden Knights thing to just buy another superstar out of nowhere. Can we just say that Buffalo's winning the 2021 draft lottery? Can we say that oh. now? Oh, well, absolutely. Hall's on the roster, so of course they are. But, like, it's such a strange move for the Sabres because they're trying to build something there and keep Jack Eichel happy, which is the number one priority at this point. I didn't think they need forwards. I thought they needed more defensemen. I, Hall was not the answer. But are they going to turn down Hall coming to that team? No. We were talking before we went on the air, me and Tony, and we said, how many teams are interested in Taylor Hall where the situation really improves the team? We came up with not many. Yeah, like two or three where it moves the needle significantly. Boston was one of them. Boston was one of them. Colorado was one of them because he would have been a secondary scorer there. Columbus was one of them too. Columbus was one of them too. Nashville was not. No. Buffalo wasn't even a consideration. No. I mean, he had 25 teams call and talk to him. Supposedly. Supposedly. And I, Buffalo is just so weird to me. He got one-year offers from other places. He got but, more than one-year eight mil from Boston. He said no. Yeah. It was one-year six and a half from Colorado. How, how much does he think his value is going to go up from one year in Buffalo? He, what he's hoping is to replicate that MVP season. And that's asking a lot for That's him. asking a lot. And I look at Buffalo and I go, replicating that MVP season might not be enough for them to even make the playoffs. They have one defenseman that can pass the puck. Well, one and a half, I guess. Yuki Haru, too. But yeah, I, it's just... There were so many other holes. There always is with Buffalo. And that is where they went with $8 million? Just Taylor Hall one year. They should be a team that should have been in on Flurry. Yes. What is their goaltending situation? Is it... Oh, Carter Hutton. 
is it just wait for the best team in hockey to come up from the ranks? My guy, Ukopeka Lukanen? Ukopeka. I mean, it's, their, their offense is going to be like, all right, we're going to try and score like six goals and hope we don't allow seven. They're really doing the Dallas Cowboys strategy, huh? Yeah. Let up 40 and hope we score 41. Yeah. They're the uh, American Maple Leafs now. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's like the Yankees. Just, we're just going to hit more home runs than the other team and hope that's enough. We're going to win 10-9. Yeah. It's fun. It'll work out. It's a bold strategy. But, um, and you know Buffalo's going to have that point in the season where the, you look at them, they go, oh, my God. Why do we do this? That, no, 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 no. Before the why do we do this phase is the oh, my, Buffalo is good phase. <laughs> Usually October, November, they're stringing along some wins somehow, and it's like, whoa. Around Thanksgiving. Buffalo is real. Fun. And then once we get to mid-December, it's all falling apart. By Christmas, they're bottom of the stand. They're the bottom of the division. Yeah, every, every year. year. They have they've like won. a 10 1 record with a minus 15 goal differential. Yeah, and then they've, <laughs> you, you, you've lost, I don't know, 12 of your last 14. Taylor Hall's unhappy. Jack Eichel is just pissed off. Man. There's Ristolainen trade rumors again. You think Ristolainen's going to start the season there? Because there's been trade rumors about Rasmus Ristolainen since two years ago now. There have been devil's trade rumors for Rasmus Ristolainen. Probably since you got season tickets, maybe even longer. Longer than that, because I've only had him for a season. So it's at least two, three years. Yeah, he's one of those guys. You're like, oh, he's going to be a devil at some point in his career. He's the Gustav Nyquist of the Eastern Conference. Here's the thing with the Nate Schmidt trade. I think that just tanked whatever value any like slightly overpaid defenseman has. So if anyone pays more than a third-round pick for Ristolainen, and their GM should be fired on the spot. The only reason it might not is because everybody knows this is a blatant salary dump. True. It's basically, you look at Vancouver and you're trading Nate Schmidt for Alex Petrangelo in a third. That's basically what you're doing. Yep. And not many other teams are can even compare to that situation. Like, that's why I don't think the offers are very high on Flurry. They're throwing out firsts and seconds for them to take Flurry. Yeah. People are saying no. And they could have kept Schmidt if they could have found somebody who would take Flurry. Mm-hmm. I never I think, thought they were training Pat right. Never thought. No, I didn't think that was going to be the move, even though I heard a rumor they were close on draft night. The Maple Leafs were close on William Nylander, too. And Toronto getting Norris' favorite, Zach Bogosian, to a one-year, $1 million contract. And don't forget, don't forget heart and soul guy, Wayne Simmons. Toronto fixed nothing. And for all of our lovely Maple Leafs fans listening, congratulations, Toronto. Four years late, you have won the Jimmy VC sweepstakes. Yes. You finally uh, overcame that hurdle. You finally got there. Oh, and congratulations. Joey Anderson is going to make waves in Toronto. Uh, as a New Jersey fan, I thank you for Andreas Janssen. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And I know somebody who won uh, Joey Anderson's jersey during the, uh, I think it was the Hockey Fights Cancer Night. He's like, oh, he's a, he's a nice guy. So I texted him. I was like, oh, man. Was, was it's a still a cool thing to have. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Louis Domingue sign pad somewhere in there. So Louis Domingue's a little different than Joey Anderson. <laughs> Elite Baker though. Can Joey yeah. Anderson bake like Louis Domingue can? I don't think Louis Domingue can make a mean apple pie. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, speaking of goaltenders, Corey Schneider signed with the New York Islanders today. Lou is getting his guys back. One year, $700,000. He's putting the band back together. Yes. All he needs now is Travis Zajac, Andy Green, and Ilya Kovalev. You know damn well he's re-signing Andy Green. Oh, I know. I know. All he needs now is Ilya Kovalchuk and Travis Zajac. And they're running it back. Or what's left of it. If you're Corey Schneider and you want to go one place to try to, like, revive your career, it's a Barry Trotz coached Islanders. Yeah. Like, yeah. And a big piece of it, too, is Corey Schneider at this point in his life is not looking to uproot his family and move them. And staying on Long Island or staying in the area and going to Long Island um, gives him the opportunity to keep his family in New Jersey, which I think was a big thing for him. I I do believe he will play most of the year in Bridgeport, though, uh, with Sorokin coming and Varlamov being the starter there as of right now. All right, so let's assume full 82-game season, over under 10 games for Corey Schneider played as an Islander. Played or active? Played. Let's say played. Under. I think it's going to be under two. I'd say like four, three. He'll get starts at the end of the year. Uh, Let's look at the most improved goaltending situation in the NHL, and sometimes there's improvement in staying where you are. We're looking at the Edmonton Oilers. Mike Smith is back. <laughs> Oiler fans are upset. They wanted a goalie. They were seemingly in on every single goalie and got none of them. The funniest thing about that was that Jacob Markstrom said he was looking for a seven-year contract. Seven years. Edmonton offered him everything he wanted, and he said no. Which He's going to Calgary. What is it? Is it the fact Edmonton is a cold, dark wasteland? But they still have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. You have two of the best players in the league, and you can't get anybody to come to you. Yeah. I, I'm a good defenseman, though. They, they, they did get Tyson Barron. I think that's a big improvement. Your best region forward signing was Kyle Turris. Mm. Which mean, is interesting. You still should have qualified down for you. Nothing to see you still hanging out there. Same with Anthony Duclair. I want Anthony Duclair. Same. I, being an Edmonton fan, it must be so painful. Because you have – Well, let's say you're not even old enough to remember Gretzky. Let's, let's say you're like our age. That's a tough scene. That's and it's like when you were young, you got the, the taste. You were a kid. You were there. The team was in the Stanley Cup final. And then it's just terrible. It's first overall picks. And then you get the, the props the best player in the league in Connor McDavid. I think it's close between him and McKinnon as of right now. But let's just say for argument's sake, it is McDavid. And then you have another top five guy, Leon Dreisaitl. And you can't get past Corey Crawford, Jonathan Taves, Brent Seabrook. I'm not even going to bring up Patrick Kane because he's still decent. I'm going with the older guys who are really aging and you're noticing they're aging. Duncan Keith, and you can't get past them. And then all of a sudden you're in play for Lafreniere, and you don't get him either. It's a problem in your best defenseman's Adam Larson. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> and now Clefbaum has what? A, a shoulder injury? Is, is that what it is? Yeah. It's LTIR. And they're like 
I mean, he could come back. And Cliff Bob's like, I, I don't know. I'll say this, though. Mike Green retiring after three games in Edmonton. That's so Edmonton. It's a... It's just it. It's tough, and I feel for Connor McDavid because I don't think he's going to win anything there. And they have the best duo in the NHL, and I don't think he's going to win anything there. The problem is, and we have said this before on this podcast, James Neal is not the answer on the way. <laughs> the greatest thing I saw was during the qualifying round. Somebody tweeted. Imagine you're like Connor McDavid and you dance around all these defenders. You make all these fancy moves. You make a no-look beautiful pass, but it's like James Neal's there or something to receive it. That's what they're putting around you. It's just, it's not going to add up. But, I mean, they do have the best duel in the league. There definitely is potential there. If they got hot at the right time, they would need to score eight goals a game to really give themselves a good shot to win a Stanley Cup, but I think the question here is just how much better can Connor McDavid get? Like, what is his ceiling? Mm. Has he hit his ceiling is the thing. He's 23, still got time. He could get substantially better. He's only 23 years old. The fact that he's only 23 is insane. That's wild. Yeah. He's been in this league five, six years. He's only 23 years old. Holy shit. Actually, it might be 24 by now, but, you know. It's, 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 if, if this is as good as it gets, it's not going to cut it. You think he regrets signing that contract extension? Depends how much he values money and how much he values. Uh, we were all wrong about dry sidle. Oh, yeah. I think everyone yeah. was. All of us were wrong about that. I don't think I've seen one person that, like, at the time was like, oh, yeah, that's a great contract. I thought it was a huge overpayment. And then he uh, wins MVP. Screws around wins MVP. I just, I mean, (laughs) it's funny because you look at that, the way their team is built, and you go, they can't win. And then, but you look at somebody like Buffalo, who's basically just building the same exact thing, and they're like, yeah. They don't win either. We could do that. And then, what, you're not going to win? Hall and Eichel is discount McDavid and Dreisaitl. It's, it's McDavid and Dreisaitl at home. Is what yeah. It is. yeah, it's exactly what it is. You're hiring an old coach of his too, damn it. Yeah. Instead just, of the guy that got Eichel. Yep. Eichel. 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 It, it's just so bad in – the two the, the the teams that possess the top two picks in that draft, Edmonton and Buffalo, you were getting superstars. They were destined to meet someday in a Stanley Cup final. These two superstars, and the way it's going, it looks like we're never gonna get there. We might not get even Eichel in the playoffs. <laughs> might not be in Buffalo, but I'll be. He'd be damned if he's not getting to the playoffs at some point in his career. It might not be in Buffalo. That man will leave Buffalo so damn fast. So the Rangers signed Jack Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> big big character guy. Character guy. That's what yeah. I hear. That's not Apparently. what you want to hear if you're, a, if you're a Ranger fan. I've never heard Jack Johnson be described as a character guy. He brings grit to this team. It's one of those. News to me. 
Yeah. He's got size. He's got a long stick. He, it's the bending toughness and physicality. We see every the, the Rangers made some interesting moves in free agency. I mean, they I mean, still yeah, at least didn't lose their entire roster like um, Vancouver. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to lose your entire roster, but somehow Jim Benning, man, I mean, he finds a way. Deserves an award, yeah. but. <laughs> The Rangers only made, what, like three signings? I'm not counting the Lafreniere entry-level contract. Are, are we counting Keith Kincaid? Yeah, I am. I am. They signed, Big, Keith, Kincaid. They signed Keith Kincaid, Kevin Rooney, and Jack Johnson. And Phil G. Giuseppe. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a re-sign. Some teams are actually able to keep players around, believe it or not. not the two people that New Jersey wanted off this team two years ago are going to Broadway. <laughs> Our day one free agent signings by the New York Rangers. They're signing them over Petrangelo, Hall, Hoffman. Yeah. They got their priorities straight. Yeah. I guess so. What's another team that – Florida. Florida's interesting. Yeah. Florida's always interesting in free agency. There was no Anton Strauman-esque oh. move, though, this year. Can we talk about the fact that the Toronto Maple Leafs – and I talked about this on Too Many Men – can we talk about how the Toronto Maple Leafs tampered openly with Radko Gudis? And still didn't and still, get him. And still didn't get him over Florida? <laughs> I mean, I, well, it was like a rumor for, what, like four days before free agency opened that Radko It was a rumor Gudis, like a month before free agency Oh, Radko Gudis is going to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. No. <laughs> Actually not. The tweet I saw, there's some executives that are already saying Radko Gudis, Toronto Maple Leaf. And on the first day of free agency, an hour in, he goes to Florida. Yeah, I just. <sighs> I like Florida. the number move, though. I like my yeah, number. I like that. But that team is constructed very poorly. They, they're going to lose Mike Hoffman. Probably going to lose Dadnoff. Yeah, it looks like they're going to lose Dadnoff. And now it's. <laughs> Barkov's going to be looking around like, okay, whatever. It's going to be that Will Smith gif. Yeah. Well, he's got Sergei Bobrovsky at 10 million a year. Yeah. No Carey Price contract, though. <laughs> I wonder – It's good. I mean, those are probably just both going to age horribly, like in two, three years. Bobrovsky's contract, contract aged horribly in – Three games. Yeah, three games. <laughs> like <laughs> – his save percentage wasn't a sub ninety this year. Yep. Yeah, ten million dollar goaltender. And the thing with Carey Price is Carey Price has had the highest of highs and lowest of lows. But Carey Price somehow still possesses the ability to steal you a playoff series, albeit a five game playoff series. But he stole him that playoff series against Pittsburgh. And he almost stole one against Philadelphia. He almost did. He's still a goaltender who can turn it on when he needs to. It's just being able to sustain that for large stretches of time is becoming a problem up in Montreal. Especially Jake Allen, though, back up. Yeah, that defense is not good either. It's not. No. Jeff Petrie's your top guy. Yeah. Joel Edmondson's the solution to all of their problems, though. Joel Edmondson got way too much money. I mean, Joel it's Edmondson set the market. 
think he got what three and a half, four million, yeah. something like that. He got he almost got the same price size and Barry did. Yeah, that's not a great look. No. <laughs> Let's talk Pittsburgh. I want to talk Pittsburgh, and they literally traded Evan Rodriguez just to re-sign him. Re-sign for seven hundred k in the first day of free agency. Yeah. <sighs> I still think Latang's gone. I don't know. I expect there to be some more trades here in the next couple of days, but I don't know who. I don't know where. Uyghur. Yeah, I think Uyghur's definitely gone again. Where I hear Boston's very involved on that. I heard Toronto, New Jersey. I heard Vancouver. That's yeah. Vancouver's, Vancouver's out now with acquiring yeah. Schmidt. Vancouver just got project. They could clear Sutter somewhere or even buy him out and then make I him out. I would love that. Yeah. I mean, they did say their priority was to fix the blue line. And if they're going to murder their top six, they better have a solution on the back end. Yeah. That's the, that's the word I would use. How about the fact that Minnesota, again, trying to get Devin, Devin Dubnik a first-round pick and to trade him for next year's fifth? I mean, Minnesota's another one of those teams. It's like, what are you going to do? Minnesota's not going to be great. What did you say? They got three years of Cam Tyler, right? Three years, 11 mil? Yeah, congratulations. You have three years of Cam Tyler. Let me know how that goes for you in three years. I I mean, I didn't see enough at a Cam Talbot that screamed three years, 11 mil. You know? I mean, they do have Kaprizov and Fiala. Yeah, and uh, Marco Rossi now, which was an incredible. Y'all is another one we were completely wrong about. Oh yeah, as think, a, as a hockey collective, we were wrong about Fiala. I did not think he was going to be anywhere near as good as he is right now, and he shows up. And even though they lost, man, was he good in those playoffs? He's, he still looked good. He was the leading scorer in Minnesota this year. Yeah, let's talk Colorado. Trade for Devin Tays today. Trade for Brandon Saad. Yeah, moved on from Nikita Zadorov. You'd replace Nikita Zadorov from for Devin Tays. I mean, they really – I think they really wanted Hall. They did. You and know, they and they this year. And we – it came out pretty early in the Hall process that they were going to be out on Taylor Hall. A lot earlier than I thought. I thought they were going to be in it basically until the very end. I thought they were going to be Final Four. Yeah. But – I think they missed out huge on Hall. Did you see what Zadorov said? No. What did he say? Somebody asked him, they said, why are you excited to go to Chicago? How does it feel? He goes, it's not really new to me because every time we play the Blackhawks, 75% of the fans there were Chicago fans. Oh, man. He's already taking pot shots back at his old team. It's been not got a day. Hours. Jeez. And then there's Taylor Hall who comes out and says, yeah, this is the first franchise that really wanted me. Yikes. Thoughts are getting fired. Yeah, they're, they're coming across the country ever. real quick. Nashville got Borvietsky. There's a character guy for you. Yeah. Yeah. Nashville, again, was one of those teams in on Hall and just missed out. I think they were the ones that offered him seven years. Yeah, they were the ones that were committing long-term. But... They missed out too. I, I mean, uh, so much revolved around whether or not Hall, where Hall was going to go, 
More, I would say, Hall than Petrangelo. Because Petrangelo, we already had an idea. General idea. On yeah, Hall. because Hall was waiting, and Hoffman was waiting for Hall, and then most of your little forwards were waiting for Hoffman. So now that the Hall domino has fallen, I'm surprised Hoffman didn't go today. Um, I think we all thought he was going to go. I mean, Petrangelo was supposed to sign two days ago, though. Yeah. Coming out of uh, – at the start of free agency, the, the top three teams were Toronto, um, St. Louis, and Vegas. Well, but Florida, once, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm saying top three. Yeah. Here's the thing about Florida. You and Petrangelo and Florida, you've been on that train since July. <laughs> I have, and I was one of the first guys that said Petrangelo is definitely – there's a shot about Petrangelo in Florida. But once Krug went to St. Louis, you knew St. Louis was out. And Brody went to Toronto. You knew Toronto was out. And then it was Vegas, which apparently – once he got on the plane and went there, I – It was it. Ironically, apparently this year is the year where reporters are just whiffing on everything because Jesse Granger reported that he left Vegas without signing a contract. Yeah, and thirty minutes later, it, it, con- it was it was official. So like, I don't think anyone knows what's happening. He's flying back to St. Louis just to get his stuff and bring it back to Vegas. He's signing he in Doug Armstrong's face because he's pissed about Tory Krug. Yeah, <laughs> signing in Vegas. I hope you enjoy Tory Krug. Have fun with Tory Krug and Cap Hal. And, like, what he was doing in Vegas is he was looking at the schools. He was looking at the neighborhoods. So, like, yeah. I was he's looking at all the family elements. As soon as I like heard schools, I'm like, he's, he's going there. Like no what, when I heard he was first visiting Vegas, I'm like, okay, he's going to go look at the facilities. And then I hear he's looking at the suburbs, looking at schools. I'm like, oh, okay. This is happening. Yeah. Nothing else to it. It's a really controversial signing within the Vegas hockey community because a lot of people are furious right now. I Especially saw that. with the no move clause. Personally, I'm players, players are not happy, I heard. No. Yeah. Yeah. A lot because of all the trade rumors that have been thrown thrown out. Well, we talk about fans being unhappy with the long term no movement clause. But if you win a Stanley Cup, nobody and I mean absolutely nobody is going to care about his no-movement clause. And Vegas is ruthless. They're going to do whatever it takes to win. This is what we've said all along. This is for they, one Stanley Cup. They signed, Stanley Cup, everything's worth it. They signed Stastny for a year just to trade him back to where he came from. They will do it, – it, it, they're literally the closest thing I have seen to literally just playing NHL 21 <laughs> and trying to win a Stanley Cup every year. They will do anything. They will move anybody. They don't care. They no. don't. They want to win. That's all that matters. They're not showing any kind of commitment to their players outside of your big, big names. And I would have put Flurry into a big, big name co- category until they traded for Robin Leonard. Flurry also fell off a cliff when it comes to play, though, this year. Yeah, yeah but that's, he still wasn't terrible, terrible. The agent post didn't help. No. <laughs> no, it did not. In I don't fact, know how you go back to that. In team. fact, it justified whatever Vegas was going to do. It was the nail in the proverbial coffin. But he's still there. 
Vegas is this is how Vegas is going to run their organization until they hit their first real major rebuild. And that's going to be fun. And I'll say this, I still think they should be eligible for the expansion draft. They should be. I Vegas mean, uh, they're going to play their first rebuild just going to pick hard. Like watch. They're going to be like channel their inner Togi 24 here. They're going to do their Iserman. Blow everything up. They're going to be an Iserman. They're going to take on bad contracts. They're going to do all that. Yep. Now, another thing I wanted to talk to you guys. Everybody here is a fan of a team that needs defense, right? Need defense and free agency, correct? Raise your hand if you would assign Kevin Shattenkirk to a $4 million contract. Anybody? I see no hands. Okay. Just making sure. Four years, too. Yep. Three years. Yeah, I don't, I don't need defense that bad. You don't, you don't need four mil of Kevin Shattenkirk? No. You don't need this, the Kevin Shattenkirk's coming to New Jersey thing again? No, I, I do not need to go through that again. The first time it sucked. The first time we wanted Kevin I wanted I, – I was willing to throw the absolutely everything. Everything. At Kevin Shattenkirk to sign with the New Jersey Devils, I was and so we, pissed. We signed him for more money. We we offered him more money, and longer term, longer term, and he spurred every, us to go sign with the New Jersey. Every clause what Petrangelo got was pretty much what we offered Kevin Shattenkirk. Looking back on it, thank God oh, that God. did not happen because we, ended, we stuck with that. We ended the day with Brian Boyle and Brian Strait. Oh, and, and I, we're better for it. I'm trying to check Twitter to see what's happening. I dropped my damn phone. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen anything on, on Twitter. Yeah, I, I think everybody's just trying to uh, take a step back after seeing the Schmidt trade and the Petrangelo signing and every team's going, okay, what's the next move? I, I don't know when Hoffman's going to go. I imagine soon. So well, apparently the rumors are there's three teams in on Hoffman. I assume there's more. Right now it's Nashville, Calgary, and New Jersey. I, from everything Tom Fitzgerald has said, Tom Fitzgerald, the general manager of the New Jersey Devils, there's there, Mike Hoffman doesn't fit in the team's plans. You know? But he would be so good. I know. On this team. I know. A lot would have to do, I think, with any kind of term, you know, for Hoffman. Um, I would be very hesitant to give him, you know, five years. And I think that's in at least the ballpark Hoffman should at least shoot for, you know, and then you sign that next contract at 35 years old. I assume Lou gave a call as well on the yeah, island. Yeah, yeah. Had to have. Oh, Boston signed Craig Smith. They did. And did nothing else. Yeah. Wanted to do other stuff, just didn't. I think I think that's where Dad and I was gonna end up. Yeah. 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 Corey Crawford's a New Jersey devil. Yes, he is. Which is interesting fun. to say the least. It's fun. It's a, it's a fun move. Eric Lundquist, which go. was known, is going to Washington as is yeah. Schultz. Yeah, it's gonna be so weird seeing Longquist and uh, with number thirty-five. Yeah, I, I mean Sam Sonoff, give up the damn number. Come on, do the right thing. The Red Wings did moves. They did things. Yeah, that's 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 one way to describe it. They did do 
things. Can we give a shout out to Bobby Ryan? Gets bought out from the second worst team in the league. He goes to the worst. And he signs with the worst. Yeah. I... You're getting offers from Philly, Tampa. Uh, Vancouver was in on him. Who else was in on him? Dallas, I think, was one in Bobby Ryan. I don't think Ottawa's going to be second worst anymore. No. I would love it if Ottawa's better than Buffalo this year. I, I would absolutely love that. Matt Murray got paid up there. Oh, yeah, there's that, too. Yeah, which... I mean, when you're a team that's gunning to reach the cap floor, you can do this. Wait, are you telling me that the Edmonton Oilers didn't want to pay Matt Murray $6 million a year? No. Mm. And for good reason, but, I mean, you look at it, you deal with just Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen again, which to say the least, is not ideal. No. Koskinen's all right, but he shouldn't be a starting goalie on any contending team. No. The final straw for Jim um, – not Jim Benning, uh, Pierre Shirelli. It, it's it, – he made that move and got fired. 24 hours. You still, we still talk about it. I'm trying to think of something to compare it to. It's like John Adams signing in the Midnight Judges like two days before he left office. It is the same exact thing. He said, oh, I'm on my way out. And you got to imagine Peter Shirelli knew he was on his way out. Let me just tether to the gift. team. Let me tether the team to this terrible contract and this terrible goaltender. I, it's, 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 it's funny as all hell. For all you football fans out there, Drew Brees just threw a pick. Was it pick six? No, the Chargers returned it to the one. Oh, Josh Kelly, baby. Yeah, I got money on him to score the next touchdown. So, Arizona, they replaced Taylor Hall with John Hayden and Tyler Pitlick. Yeah, but they lost Vinny Henestrosa, who I was really banking on playing some stupid minutes this season that he really shouldn't be. Shouldn't be uh, Is that playing. Tyler Pitlick now? It might be Tyler Pitlick now. Is that Tyler Phillips' role? It, they are a dumpster fire, but we knew that. We knew what they were going to be. Oliver Ekman Larson's still there, though. He is still there. Which Thank God. is a shock. <laughs> you wanted out. If, if the Vancouver Canucks made that OEL trade, what would have happened with uh, Nate Schmidt? I wonder where he'd be right now. Florida. Apparently, there was a deal done from an inside source in Vegas. And it was Schmidt for Niku, Roslovic, and a conditional third. But Schmidt shot that down. Schmidt had the trade. Did they have a full no trade clause up there? Modified no trade. I think Modified. it was five. I mean, it's like Nate Thompson, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because I can't remember anything else that that team did. Yeah. Besides draft Cole Perfetti. Which is a win in itself. That's a win. Yeah, with Nate Thompson is a Winnipeg Jet. I, it's it's been a fun period. It, I mean, I was expecting more the day of free agency. Kovalchuk's uh, still out there. Kovalchuk is still out there. As a Devils fan, I see that and I go, hmm, interesting. I don't know if he'd come back, but it's definitely something I think New Jersey should Fitzgerald uh, is interesting. listen to. Which, yeah, I, 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 he has to be interested. 
Um, it, it's been a fun period. And looking at it from the outside, looking at it, it's it's been so much fun. It always is free agency and a, after the draft and what teams are going to do. There's still going to be a slew of moves made uh, before the next time we talk. I, I suggest I, – I imagine that the next time we have a show, uh, Mike Hoffman will be gone and off to a new location to so, also Mike, them. Michael Grabner saying he wants to wait until this pandemic subsides, until he wants to sign with the team, which is his speak for saying there's probably no interest. Yeah, or very minimal from teams he does not want to be with. Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo and Arizona. No, it's not Arizona. They bought out. It's probably the Oilers. I love this time. I wish it was the summer because the, right so now we should fun. be starting up a new season. But yeah. I'll, I'll take this as a little bit of a substitute. Oh man! Yeah, free right. agency. Yeah, I, I want to thank uh, Niels for joining us for this episode. Niels, plug your stuff. Go. Yes, shamelessly yeah. plug whatever you want. <laughs> All right, everyone, the Posted Out podcast on YouTube. Episode two just went up about eight hours ago today. Um, it's a great podcast. Me and my buddy Kyle, we talk about all sorts of hockey-related stuff. I mostly joke around Well, he's actually got a bit of a brain on him. But tons of fun. Give it a look. You know, maybe maybe hit that sub button, like button, whatever YouTubers plug. Thank you guys for having me out here. A ton of fun. Love being on here to talk hockey. <laughs> Talking hockey is my favorite thing to do. So thank you so much. Well, you're welcome back whenever. And, yeah. Uh, I, you're always welcome on. I feel for you uh, knowing that you are a Canucks fan and whatever's about to happen this upcoming season, whenever it does get started, it's going to look way different than it did in the playoffs. But we will pay whatever it is for that black Quinn Hughes jersey. Let's just Yes, say. honestly. <laughs> flying spaghetti skate is it's something so else. Cute. Should be their main logo. Well, that's going to wrap this episode of Touch Icing. Uh, we'll see you perhaps this Thursday. If not, we're going to see you over the weekend. Uh, more moves will be made. Just sit back and enjoy it. Hoping the NHL gets started up soon. Right now they're looking January 1st, possibly. Could be on the Lake date. Louise. Possibly on Lake Louise. Um, but when we do hear more about that, we'll be sure to talk about that. So, Niels, thanks again, and we'll see you next time for an episode of Touch Icing.